Well, Baruch Hashem, and welcome to the Revive Podcast. I'm Kerry, Pastor of Connection and Discipleship here at Neighborhood Church. Thanks for joining us. Each week, we create and curate resources to help people thrive in Christ, and it's all available at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. Today, I'm here joined again by Pastor Mike. Ah, Baruch Hashem Adonai. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I'm also joined here by Pastor Justin. Hey. <laughs> No, no Hebrew phraseology for yeah, you, I'll go, I'll go Kyrie. I'll give you a little Greek, but yeah, there you that's, go. that's all I can do. <laughs> well, at least we're uh, stopping short of doing the whole podcast in a different language for all of our English-speaking English, uh, audience out there. <laughs> um, we're going to dive into some cool language stuff in this podcast. So there you go. A uh, nice little teaser for you. We're going to be in Psalm 105. Uh, where uh, we got to be in our uh, service last uh, Sunday here at the Cypress campus. And Justin's ready to give uh, our LaSalle campus a great taste of Psalm 105 coming up this Sunday as well. So good yeah, stuff. Hopefully, will be... the, hopefully this podcast will write the sermon for me. That's what I'm hoping. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> nice. This is really a teaser. It's a trailer. For yes, us. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you have a chance as you're listening with us today here on the Revive podcast, go ahead and check out Psalm 105. That's uh, 105. There's about 45 verses in it. So uh, give it a read. Listen to it on a line or just crack open a traditional good old paper Bible and read on through it. Then you'll know what we're talking about as we dive into some some deeper things and going uh, down a few fun rabbit trails. So if you've uh, been able to press pause on the podcast and read it. You can press play now and we're going to dive in. One of the things that is just so, um, was so relevant to the passage that Mike had been talking about was this Baruch Hashem uh, phrase that came from the Hebrew that was really woven throughout our time in Psalm 105. So Mike, do you want to kind of give us some background on? Yeah, there's, it's a lot in, uh, uh, Jewish history, uh, it's, it's a phrase that uh, some use even today, and, and they add the uh, word Lord on the end, Adonai, so it's Baruch Hashem Adonai, uh, blessed be the name, literally, or thank you, God, uh, it, it's, it has that meaning to it. It's used a couple of different times in scripture. Um, it's, and, and what it, it's spoken in Genesis chapter uh, 9, verse 26, uh, by Noah, uh, also by um uh, Abraham's uh, servant, uh, Eliezer, Eliezer uh, in Genesis chapter 24, verse 27, and by Moses's father-in-law, Jethro, in Exodus 18, verse 10. And so there are three different instances, and um, they are all, what's interesting is they're all expressed by non-Jewish people. I mean, you know, the Jewish nation hadn't been formed when Noah was there, though he was God's chosen, uh, and the others were not uh, um, Jewish people. So it's just interesting that they would use this Hebrew phrase, Baruch Hashem, uh, and uh, in that, and it has been uh, a thing that it's, it's really thanking God for everything. Uh, you thank God for the good things of life, you know, Baruch Hashem for the blessings of life. And even when a trial comes, it's kind of like, ah, Baruch Hashem. And, uh, you know, thank God anyways. And really that's what Psalm 105 goes through. It goes through and Thanks God for the blessings of life and also some of the difficult ones, the wanderings in the desert, the, the struggles with food and, and that as they wandered, the, the trial of, of Joseph uh, as he went through all the different trials he went through to get where he was. And it was, it was a good to show that the Israel went through these different trials and yet God sustained and protected and walked through with them 
and and all of that. So that's kind of the the idea. I just threw it in as something fun to be able to share and walk through. And we um, shouted out every so often, Baruch Hashem, Madonai, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah, no, that's great. And I think we see in this, you know, just a massive list of um, of those things for them to be thankful for. You know, just a, it's it's a barrage of really God's blessing and goodness on their behalf. And and really, that's almost all it is. You know, like there's there's a, right at the end, you get a little bit of all of this so that they can live faithfully according to the law. But um, this is, you know. Uh, what out of 45 verses 44 are about God's goodness um, and, and his, his grace and how he is praiseworthy. So um, yeah, that's, yeah, I guess you could call it a Baruch barrage. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. (laughs) Yeah. No, I guess it's possible. Yeah. You know, it's, and it really is focused on all of um, uh, the, the goodness of God in that. You know, the psalm uh, starts out, oh, give thanks to the Lord, go give thanks to Yahweh, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. And and then it goes down and recounts a lot of Israel's history in that, um, his faithfulness to Israel, his protection, his provision, and even, even his uh, judgments. Now, judgments is used a different, interesting way in here. In verse 7, it talks about uh, his judgments are, are in all the earth. And that judgments means uh, his way of life that, that, that he is the judge he is the one who he sets the the order the law all of those things uh he sets it all and so when he talks about his judgments it means that that idea of of his um he is over all things so it's a there was a, a thank the lord you know uh, baruch hashem uh, for his way of life because god's way of life is the best way and 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 then again it's it it talks about, as Justin mentioned, you know, the good things of God, it, it, the rescue from Egypt and really our rescue. So mm. good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's good that you mentioned all these different kind of ways that God has been blessing us. There's a lot of history in this Psalm. Um, and I think of the, you know, as we think of the Baruch Hashem uh, phrase, not to say that I counted it, but I did. And I think you mentioned Baruch Hashem about 20 times in your sermon yesterday, Mike. So awesome. Uh, Justin, that's just a little challenge for you um, to make sure that if you do mention Baruch Hashem, try to get more than 20 slipped in there. Uh, this <laughs> Sunday. I'll see uh, what I can do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no pressure or anything. <laughs> but yeah, thinking again about this history, um, there's just so much history wrapped into this Psalm as we look at how God has been faithful throughout all these years of Israelite history. So I think it might be helpful for some of our audience who are maybe less familiar with the history of Israel to kind of look at who were these people. Um, We can kind of start as, uh, you know, verse six, uh, this Psalm is directed towards, it says the offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his ones. And it mentions Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob later on there in verse nine and 10 and 11. So what, what is a, what is going on with these these uh, people? Who who were these, or what, what what would be helpful to know about these guys that would help us understand the psalm better? Can I um, before we go into that? I, one thing that struck me as interesting as Mike was talking was that 
in verse one, and I think it's important when we talk about the calling of Israel, is that there's always the nations on the horizon, right? That we're never chosen just for the sake of being chosen ourselves, but f- chosen for the purpose of what God's doing in the world. And so you have this make known his deeds among the peoples. Um, and in one of the commentaries I was studying, it talks about a lot of these deeds are happening against the peoples, specifically those in the land of Canaan, the Egyptians, but it's also so that they might know. And certainly it's at this point where they're singing the psalm, it's that testimony that they'll give of God's faithfulness. But even as you look through, as you read through the Exodus passage, it's so that God might be known among the nations, right? So so that's always in view. And even as the Abrahamic covenant is initiated in in Genesis 12, it's that, that, you know, that there'll be a blessing, he'll be blessed, but it'll also be a blessing to the nation. So um, I don't know, I think that's a good, a good piece to keep in view. This is a very Jewish history focused thing, but it's so that the nations could know who he is. So yeah, with that, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Mike, on the kind of the history here, but yeah, I know it's, it's good... and it, and you mentioned Genesis 12 is where it all kind of started the, what's called the Abrahamic covenant. And that God chose Abraham, uh, not because of Abraham is that so, so special, but just because God chose him. So he chose a people. He chose Abraham. And, you know, saying he's going to make his his uh, nation, you know, as plentiful as the sands of seashore, stars in the sky. And that the the crazy thing about that is that Abraham had no heir. There was he, him and Sarah had no children. And God keeps telling him, you're going to be a great nation. And Abraham's going, um, there are no kids. <laughs> and so it's interesting, you know, in, in Psalm 105, it mentions Isaac. Isaac, it's himself is a uh, testimony of God's faithfulness to the promise he made. And, you know, it, it just reminds us that God does things on his time schedule, not on ours. Abraham and Sarah, you know, we know there's some debate over this. We're somewhere, you know, 100 years old or late in life. And wow, you know, imagine having a kid when you're, you know, 98, 100 years old. That's all. Uh, I know age was different then and people age slower or whatever, uh, but and lived longer. But um, wow. Uh, yeah, definitely God, old enough for them to be concerned and think that it was yeah. impossible. Well, and yeah, Sarah so. said, how, how can I, you know, give children in this old age? Yeah. You know, for what, and God says, for what you think is impossible, God makes possible. And I think that's a, Story of Isaac is is uh, is incredible, and Genesis twelve has that all in there, and the, in the chapters that follow that. Uh, God, but God does things on His own time, and I think that's the that's a key reminder that you know God is faithful; He's going to fulfill His promise, but in the right time according to Him, and His time is always the right time, and that's where we need to trust in Him and and keep walking through that. Just like and the fact that Abraham did not trust God. Uh, created a whole problem that we see even today between uh, uh, the Arab and Israel world uh, is all because Abraham did not hold true to the promise and trust God. And he went and tried to have another child with somebody else. And, you know, behold, there's Ishmael. So Mm -hmm. Ishmael and Isaac, that troubled Jewish and Arab conflict is from that point because Abraham did not fulfill that, not trust in the promise of God. And we can go on, but that that's all that history is there. The history of Isaac is there. And God made the same promise to Isaac in Genesis chapter 26, verse three, you know, you're going to inherit this great land. And, uh, and then, 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 you know, Isaac had uh, a couple of kids, Jacob and Esau and Esau was came out first twins looked very different. 
Um, and, uh, and yet the birthright came to Jacob through a very crazy situation. And you can read all about that as you read on in, in uh, Genesis, somewhere around uh, 24, 25, 26, all, all into there and to read that story. And, uh, and then Jacob, uh, uh, you know, he, uh, he was given that same promise as well in Genesis 28 verses 13 to 22, that, that he would then inherit this land. Oh, so when you say Jacob, you weren't just talking about our new intern, Jacob no, no. Smith? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, not Jacob, our new intern. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, <laughs> and I think that's so, um, that's such a good, you know, again, a reminder, and this psalm does that of God's, you know, that barrage of grace, because there are all kinds of missteps along the way. And if this were just a human thing, this thing would have crashed and burned. It really would have never got off the ground. Um, and, you know, and not just in terms of births later in years, but where it's a, almost a physical miracle, but, uh, you know, character d- defaults, you know, that, that our it, Jacob was, you know, we wouldn't want our kids to be like him, you know, that there was a lot of thing. I mean, he grew I guess that's the part we like is that he grew, but you know, he was shady at times and he, he was always working an angle. And so, um, you know, that, that, and that too is what we see is God, God overcoming that to fulfill his promises and to continue to bless Israel, um, in light of that as well. And I think that's, uh, you know, just, I guess, a, a continuing testament to really how this psalm emphasizes grace, not so much the responses of the people, because those aren't necessarily stellar. Um, but, right. And that's yeah. hugely encouraging, you know, that God, God, God works with who we are, not, not who he's going to make us into. Right. Um, this is all part yeah. of the process. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and get, yeah. Yeah. And just, and just as a matter of point, you know, Jacob, name was changed yeah it was changed to israel and you yeah. want to look at that genesis chapter 32 verse 28 and then israel now it was jacob had 12 sons and uh and that's where the story of joseph comes in so that's all in scripture i mean as well as you walk through that you know looking at genesis 32 and, and continuing to follow those that's why those these books genesis and exodus are in tremendous historical it helps you understand all that happens throughout scripture so you get those stories down and they're fascinating stories just like what justin talks about god doesn't choose these you know super godly people and uh and he chooses you know swindlers and uh um you know uh people have you know like like like, uh, um joseph tremendous pride and arrogance and (laughs) that he had to rot out uh in a very difficult way but but, you know, I mean, God uses us and he trains us and he takes us through all kinds of things to refine us. And, and he loves us that way. Like a good coach, you know, would bring out the best in an athlete. So God brings mm-hmm. out our best. I mean, he created us, designed us perfect and wonderfully. Sin messed it up. And we added to that. And now God continues to move us through. And, and that's what you, you know, shout out Baruch Hashem Adonai for is because God's God doesn't abandon us. He, he works with us. He, yeah. you know, it's like, it's like the story of Joseph that's, that's in here. Uh, you know, he, it talks about how I had fetters of, you know, I mean, his neck was covered as he was put on by a slave. I mean, Joseph, uh, his life was difficult, <laughs> um, you know, and he was a little bit of a brat, you know, telling his 12 brothers that he's going to, you know, I'm going to be 
you know, you're going to all bow to me <laughs> telling his dad, ah, oh, you're going to bow to me, you know? And yeah. What um, brother wants to hear that from his little, yeah. Well, little I mean, I mean even if you had the dream, you might want to keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, uh, and, you know, I mean, the apple is, doesn't fall far from the tree though. Right. I mean, here's Jacob, you know, who had usurped his older brother and stolen a birthright from Esau and then even though he he did grow and did mature in ways and God helped him, helped refine him, here he is playing favorites with his sons. And then his own son, the younger, tries to usurp the older ones and, and think he's super special. So, yeah, it is such an encouragement to see that, like, these aren't these people in the Bible aren't necessarily heroes that are all hovering three inches off the ground and super holy like yeah. their lives are a lot like the lives we read about today or the lives that we live today. <laughs> and, and God's the hero. God's yeah. the one that comes through and refines people. God's the one that keeps this thing going. Right. And I think it's the, what Justin brought out that point about this is not just for this nation. This is for all nations. This is for all people. These stories yeah. are preserved and we'll learn about. And when we look at Psalm 106, that as we look more at Israel's mistakes, that, these things are written so that we will learn from them. We will, we, we, we have these examples of not only God's faithfulness to Israel, knowing God will be faithful to us because he does all through scripture. He makes incredible promises to us and that he'll be with us and, and, and take care of us and, and provide our needs and all those things. It doesn't mean that we won't face difficulty because we all do. Life is not easy. Yeah. And some people seem to have, even more heaped onto them. Some people seem to be more blessed and it doesn't seem fair, but yet God works with us all the way through that. And he encourages us and he helps us. And, and, you know, we have what we have by his hand and we have what we don't have by his hand as well. So Baruch Hashem mm. and, uh, and blessed be the name for what we have and don't have. And, yeah, the psalm just continues to go through that, and and I love how it recounts these pieces of history. But it's awfully hard to kind of yeah. celebrate along with it if you don't kind of delve into that history a little bit. Yeah, and I, I would like to mention too. There's all these verses that you've given us, Mike, and and that we keep talking about throughout Genesis and Exodus. It you know it might be hard to follow along with them verbally coming at you through the podcast here, but feel free to check out our study guide. Um, we've stacked all those verse references under all the points here in Psalm 105. So that's all in our study guide that either if you can pick it up in our lobby, but you know, if you're listening online to this podcast, you can just find it online on revive. So neighborchurch.com slash revive, click on the study guide link there. And all those passages will be listed. So you can go back and read those stories for you and see for yourself where these uh, people are coming from. Yeah. And as you're reading it, one of the things that struck me as interesting is one of the things you don't find in this Psalm or this, yeah, this Psalm is reference to Mount Sinai, right? That you have this huge moment and it's really defining in a lot of scriptures, the giving of the law, um, but it doesn't reference it in this one, which is, is odd or at least interesting, but I think it really fits into the fact that this is focusing on the things God does more so than how he's guided on how to live. And yet it's still lands there you know so you have 44 mm. out of 45 verses or maybe it's 40 yeah 44 out of 45 and then it gets to you know to get nerdy it gets to the purpose clause of all of this that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws 
praise the mm. Lord. You know, so, so all of this, so that's where Sinai comes in. That's where God guides us in, in, you know, from the 10 commandments and then on forward in the law of here's wisdom for how to live and guidance for how I want you to live. But it's all based on the grace that he's initiated, you know, at that point for generations um, that really we need to live and lead by grace. And that doesn't mean we cast off God's commands or laws or anything like that. We're not justified by him, but we learn from them and we, um, but, but it's all grounded in what he's done by his grace through his actions. And then from there, we like, well, of course I'll do what you want. You've done everything for me. Um, mm. so, uh, I think it's a really cool landing place in all of that. Cause a lot of it's like, wow, God's great. What do I do with this? Well, you follow him, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it takes a while to get there, but, but, you know, we're slow. So, so, you know, you got to heap it up and then it's like, okay, yeah, of course I'll do what you want, Lord. Yes. Yeah, start with the why. Yeah. I and I think that, up. you know, yeah. though the, the, the law is not mentioned, I do, part of me feels like, um, you know, just as you were talking about that, 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 that when he mentions his judgments, that's it kind of encompassed in that, it seems like, uh, yeah. and I just think that there is, um, you know, as, as uh, I think, verses 25 to 36 kind of talk about that um how, how he did a he made judgments on egypt for not following his leadership and lordship yeah but there is an end and kind of like there are in his kingdom that he god does bring down the hammer every now and then and and uh, and yeah. and deals with the overt sin that like that but but in when we do live under grace and that's a that's a whole other topic of discussion but i think sure. what's relevant to this psalm is that there is an expectation god has on us to live life his way mm-hmm. um he, he expects us to to follow his will and his way and his laws and his statutes and all of those things that he's listed in scripture and it's that there, you know that yes we fall short uh, we're sinful human beings but, but we live by grace and god upholds us and and the and this psalm is this wonderful uh, praise and thanks of God, you know, Buddha Kashem Adonai for all he is who he is. And what's interesting, this Psalm is so closely paired with Psalm 106, which is yes, again, a way to bless God, you know, blessing God means to, you know, blurt out how great and wonderful and awesome, but it's also an opportunity to actually lament. Uh, in other words, to sit in the, Oh man, I really blew it um, with uh, our own sin and the own mistakes that we make. And so Psalm 106 takes some of these same instances and talks about the sin that Israel committed in that, you know, yes, God provided quail and manna and, 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 you know, gushing water out of a rock as they wandered in the desert. But, oh my, did Israel murmur? Did Israel just, you know, shake their fist at God? Why did you bring us out of here to die? And, yeah. uh, and, you know, so it's very, so ne- ne- next, uh, next, uh, time you and do that, uh, Justin, and then we do it here at the Cypress campus, you'll be experiencing a little bit of that, uh, lament of that. And it'll be a interesting time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, re- I remember, and I, I hope I haven't shared this cause we've been doing a lot of podcasts on Psalms over the last few months, but, um, I remember just as a fu- kind of final thought, and it fits with this of, um, my Hebrew professor talking about the, the Jewish worldview being like that of a rowboat as opposed to a canoe, um, where a rowboat is you're facing backwards. And so you see, and so as you are 
looking to, you know, thinking about what's ahead of you, um, your confidence in what's ahead is based on what you've seen God do in the past. And so that's why remembering is such an important theme here. And that's why, you know, that's um, just such a critical piece of, of, you know, it'd be easy to say, okay, God, yeah, great. You did all this, but what have you done for me lately? Well, this is the God who does all this. And so he's going to do something for you now. Um, and you can live in confidence of that and, and including as we, and I haven't got to one Oh six yet. Um, I'm still prepping for one Oh five this week, but um, that still is something that even when we mess up, that becomes part of the story of how God's restored us from that, you know, and, and these, these were songs that were sung, not just, you know, these aren't fresh right after, the Exodus. These are songs they sang in exile. These are songs that you know they they've sung through generations of very difficult times and certainly joyous times as well. So um, yeah. you know they really are for all seasons and yep. and uh, and for us and for us too to, to build our life upon and and take to be confident in the future because of what we've seen of God in the past. Yeah, and and my 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 thought in that or just a final thought with that is 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 that as this psalm starts out. Uh, being thankful is an, is a choice. It's a choice to, to really look at all the blessings of God and even the hard things and to thank him to the Baruch Hashem Adonai multiple times a day. That's why I repeated it, you know, some 20 times is to get that phrase so that we would take every opportunity. Thank God for the sunrise. Thank God for the, uh, another day as we hop out of bed. Thank God for the breakfast we had. Thank God for the friends we have. Thanks God. Thank God. Thank God. Baruch Hashem Adonai. And and let's thank God because that action changes us. It keeps our focus off of ourselves, keeps us from pity parties and thinking too highly of ourselves and really placing our attention on our amazing, incredible, wonderful, awesome, beautiful, majestic, caring God that we serve. And so yeah. let's spend time. What can you, Baruch Hashem Adonai, today? What can you thank God for today? What can you thank God for get today? The good things and even the not so good things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I love that rowboat analogy, Justin. And yeah, that, that applicational question, Mike, like what, yeah, what, what, how can we look back at our history? Maybe as short as it is compared to the nation of Israel, but how can we look back just at the, you know, 30, 40, 50, uh, you know, 70 years of our lives and say, okay, what, what are all the ways God has been faithful despite, you know, my brokenness or the brokenness of my family or my people, how has God still been faithful and gracious to, to help carry me through all of it? How can I look back and praise God for my own history um, or throughout my history in order to be able to be shaped by my praising of God today and looking forward into the future. So this is great guys. This has been really fun chatting with you guys again. Um, thanks again for joining us here today. A uh, special shout out to Bob, our awesome audio tech who edits each of these episodes. And thank you, our audience, for joining us here as well. If you found this episode helpful, go ahead and share it with a friend and keep reviving your soul by subscribing to this Neighborhood Church podcast on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. You can always find the resources we mentioned, the study guide, um, an article about the Abrahamic Covenant, a great video by our friends at the Bible Project, yet again about uh, Genesis and Exodus, Israelite history, all on neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram in our Neighborhood Church of Cyprus and Neighborhood Church of Los Alamitos YouTube channels. And if you have any questions, you can email me at Kerry, K-E-R-R-Y at neighborhoodchurch.com. We hope you can join us next time. And until then, we pray that God does revive your soul.